Hello and welcome to Mythe Magic. In the last episode, we talked about the golden age of the Titans. In this episode, we'll be talking about the war between the gods and the Titans. So the question was, what next? What could the Olympians do to make sure that Kronos left and never ever came back? The answer to that is easy: kill him. Well, no, not technically because you can't kill a Titan, but you know what I mean: defeat him. So the six gods gathered at Mount Ida. Let's fight," said Zeus. Poseidon had already dis- started disliking his youngest brother. He was such a wannabe. He thought. Obviously, we need weapons to kill him. Do you guys have any? That was a stupid question, considering that they had just come out of their father's belly. They all gave their suggestions as to what they could have done. Then a voice came: "My children." I know where you can get the weapons. I'm so happy to see you. Can all. we just move forward to the part where she tells us where the weapons are, please? Yeah. Moving on, she tells them all about the elder cyclops and the hundred-handed ones who were rotting in Tartarus, the pit of evil. She told them that they can get their weapons from the cyclops, who are excellent blacksmiths. So basically, we go to Tartarus and bring back the cyclops and the hundred-handed ones," said Hades. Yep, it's as easy as it sounds. Hades was all in somehow. The idea of wrath, death, and gloominess appealed to him. When they reached the pit, they found themselves in a murky landscape of fiery pits. Cronos has personally hired the most horrible monster in Tartarus. She went by the name Campe. He probably found her on LinkedIn. Yeah, right. She was a humanoid female with snakes for hair. Sounds familiar, right? From waist down, she was a four-legged dragon and had fifty hideous beasts, always snapping and trying to eat her shirt. Not the most beautiful lady out there, if you ask me. But after all, beauty lies in the eye of the beholder. The venomous tail could incapacitate even an elder cyclops for hours, leaving him writhing in pain. Well, if you think beating her would have been easy, then you're wrong, my friend. But they were the Olympians, and they were six in number. So somehow they ended up tricking her. How they did that is a story for another day. Now, Cronus wasn't an easy Titan to defeat. Rhea, the great mother, visited every Titan, asking for them to side with the Olympians, and many obviously listened. Cronus wasn't that great of a guy, you know. The Titans were strong and well armed. In the beginning, they had an upper hand, but slowly and steadily, the Olympians got more skilled, and the Cyclops equipped their army with better weapons. Once the gods learned to fight, the war still took a long time because none of the combatants on either side could die. You couldn't just stab a guy and call it a day. You had to actually capture each enemy and make them hurt so bad that they could not heal. Finally, they thought they should storm Mount Othrys, but that would have been suicide. The Titans were prepared for an assault on their headquarters, but Zeus had another idea. We should scale Olympus. They won't be expecting that, and Mount Othrys will still remain closed. So you mean something like a sneak attack? Yes, basically that. The hundred-handed ones could launch volleys of boulders. I'll bust out the lightning. Poseidon will summon storms and earthquakes. That night, the Olympians scaled Mount Olympus for the first time ever, and by next morning, they were ready to rumble. The palace at Mount Othrys was going to get demolished. 
The hundred handed ones had built the entire building after all, so they knew exactly how to destroy it. When all the dust settled and the fight had ended, even the gods were in awe of what they had just achieved. Not only was the palace gone, they had managed to cut off the top of Othrys, which is exactly why Mount Olympus is the tallest mountain of Greece. The gods had cut Athris in half. You all must have heard of Atlas, right? Super cool guy, but had bad luck. Mostly like all of us on a general day, if you ask me. The elder Cyclops dragged Atlas to a distant mountain top where the sky was very close. They chained Atlas to the mountain and forced the entire weight of the sky onto his shoulders. So can we please know what happened to Kronos? Zeus sliced him with Kronos's own sight. Exactly what Kronos had done to his father Uranus. The prophecy did get true after all. And then threw him into Tartarus. Instant karma. Anyways, Kronos was done. The age of titans over just like that. Zeus named himself the king of the cosmos, but he did one thing right. He divided the jobs with his dear brothers. Zeus took the sky, Poseidon the sea, and Hades the underworld. Hades and his rotten luck. No surprise, Zeus got the highest role. Poseidon got the second highest role. Hades got the worst role as he expected. The hundred-handed ones built Zeus the gleaming palace he'd always dreamed of at the top, top of Olympus. They called themselves the Olympians. Well, I say they were all welcome in Olympus, but Hades, not so much. Anyway, that's how things got started with the gods on Mount Olympus. Eventually, there would be 12 thrones in the council chamber and a whole bunch of other gods who didn't have thrones. Remember that the Earth Mother Gaia was taking a nap all this time? Well, eventually she would wake up. That's another story for another day. That is it for episode 3. In the next episode, we'll see you again talking about the mighty god Zeus. Signing off for now. <laughs>